Uh, welcome to another episode of Them As Burgess. Hello. Okay. How's your week been? Ah, that's too soon. There's no, like, build-up or, uh... You're just straight in there. I don't know. I can't think now. I'm expecting, like, the normal routinely uh, conversation here, and you've just got in there with the the question that doesn't start until, like, a minute what? in. And we're only, at, we're only at 30 seconds now. I, don't, I can't think. It's, it's, it's ruined. You'll just have to carry on without me. I'm leaving. Yeah, not much has happened with me this week. Uh... <laughs> what about you? Has nothing happened with you this week? Oh, has it? Has anything happened to me this week? I don't know. You live your life. Has I... anything happened with you this week? I don't think so. Oh, you went to two social events? Did go to two social events. In the same day? In the same day. You crazy individual i was crazy individual i went out for a works breakfast and then out for a works meal in the evening um two two i wouldn't do two two in one day um it was okay um i mean it was nice the yeah um i didn't find it too i didn't find it too difficult what I did find was, um, like, on my lunch break that day, I think, because I'd done the socially morning thing and then I'd done the... I knew that the evening was coming up. found that I was doing some things that I wouldn't usually do. It's not something that I do very often, but when I was walking down the road on my lunch break, I was puffing my um, cheeks out really wide. I don't know how to disc When you go like this? Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. When yeah, you blow air into your cheeks. Yeah, when you blow air into your cheeks and like stretch your mouth out. And it's something that I don't do very often, but I, it's something that I guess gives me a, a sensory thing, I think. But yeah, I can um, like to stretch all the skin in my sort of my cheeks and my mouth area out, which I think I was doing, uh, for lack of a better, I was just burgering. And I think that was because of the, the social thing. I also then felt a little bit, I don't really like the word worn, worn out. I don't know if that's the right term for it. But then, sort of, Friday evening I was really tired. Um, and Saturday I felt a bit... A bit tired too. Does does really take it out of you. What? <laughs> Socialising. For me, I find it very exhausting. It just makes me not want to talk as much. Like, I found myself being... Especially Saturday, I just didn't... I don't know, it makes talking feel like a real effort. So even though I'm not a big talker anyway, but like I do talk and usually it's just a free-flowing thing, whereas I felt on Saturday, I think because of having the social interaction on Friday, Saturday led me to be quite... It almost felt like everything I was saying was really forced out. I mean, we were on like quite a long car journey and I think I was quite quiet. Oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot we... Uh... That's what we did. I was trying to think what we did. I was trying to. Uh, I was trying to think in my head what we like on Saturday, um, but then yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't remember. Yeah, but we went. We were in the car for. I mean, several hours, a lot of time. Yeah, a lot of time in the car, and I think yeah, I just you usually we'd have probably been having more conversations, but I reckon for maybe even like two hours there was just. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I like I said, I didn't really, uh, I, don't, I know you were like tired 
after because I gave him a picture up after, but uh, it's still good. I um, yeah, two social things in one day. I mean, it's been a while since I've done anything like that. I was kind of thinking, oh, well, I don't do that anymore. Um, but like, do you feel like it messed with your um productivity? Because the same thing happens to me all the time where I have a normal set routine of things I do, uh, like at work, whatever, where I am. But then like if something's different about the day, the bits where it goes back to normal. So you've got like whatever, like you had the breakfast uh, and then you've got the evening meal. But there's that gap in between the two of them where your day does go back to normal. Um, I always find having issues of then getting it back to normal. Like if I've had the start of it's been completely different. I struggle like getting back into the routine, even if everything else is in place. So even if like my routine stuff is there and it's good to go and I can just get on with it, I still find issues with because the morning was so like weird and different. I can't seem to focus and get myself into that like routine for the day. Uh, And I don't know if that's just a a me thing, Um, but if I was you and if normally I would just come to work, do my work thing, um, but then if I came to work and they were like, Renee, we're going out for a bit and then we'll come back. I feel like when I come back for me, like the day's almost a write off because I can't seem to get myself into the normal daily routine at all. Even if I've got loads of time to get myself settled and I could just get on with it as normal. I just can't, I just can't do it. But I don't know, like, did you just at most, like, was there any like obvious like differences in your behavior for the, the day? I suppose. Mm. Yeah, I probably wasn't as productive as I could have been. I think it probably threw me off. But I think the it mainly came after the evening event. So I think it was good that it happened on a Friday because the weekend was kind of like a recharge for me. Um, whereas I think had it have happened in the middle of the week, the rest of the week wouldn't have gone very successfully. It's weird because it's not... Like it makes it sound like it's something that I hate doing, but it's not that the event itself is horrible. It's just the like it's almost like the aftermath, and it's not horrible. It's just yeah, it just feels like kind of draining. Well, it's just the difference. Like yeah, me and you it's have just a like change. me and you have like set weekend routines, uh, but if something happens or if something's different, even if the thing we do is different, but it's a good thing. Um, it's thrown us off in the past. So there's been times where even on our days off where we've got nothing to do, me and you still give ourselves kind of like a schedule of nothing uh, to do. Yeah. And like if things are different at the start of it or at the end of it or whatever, um, that can always be an issue. Uh, that can always be a problem. Um, you know, like it's just, it's just, it happens. I don't think it's a work thing. I think that's just a, a general thing like any change in anything it does disrupt everything um even if the thing that you're going to do instead so say because i'm kind of rambling a little bit here but say like you've got a set routine our set routine for what we do on like a saturday say we decide that we're going to go bowling uh instead like midday that yeah. would disrupt the nighttime routine because we don't normally do that in the middle of the day yeah you know what i mean so it's the same for everything i, I don't really think it's the the social element of it. I mean, that does have some sort of effect, but I think it's just because it's not what you normally do on a Friday at work that's the problem. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It was a bit of a bit of a change, but I feel, you know, I'm glad that I did it. I mean, it's not really an achievement, but it feels like an achievement. Yeah, yeah I think uh, so. A small, small one. What about you? Anything new with you? Anything at all? Um... <laughs> <laughs> no. 
not particularly. Um, trying to think if anything's happened to me this week because my weeks are like my routine at my workplace is locked down at this point. So I um I don't really um I don't really like it's hard to have anything happen. I mean, my issues obviously uh, for those that follow the podcast, obviously I was management of the place I work and I've stepped down to a position under management because I felt like I... And I've got my reasons. Um, I've got my reasons why I don't want to be management anymore. I don't talk about them with people. People ask me all the time because they think it's weird that I did it in the first place. Uh, But my reasons are my reasons. I don't go into them too much. Um, But I did it for the reasons I did it. And I know I keep saying it. I'm sorry. But like uh, it's... It's still weird because even though I have now, it's been since January, I think, uh, and we're in August now, since I did step down, I still feel like I'm too massively involved in things that I don't need to be involved in. Um, Like the running of the store, there's management stuff that I seem to be sucked into. There's things that the new people in charge do that are different to the way I would do things. And obviously... You know how it is, you know, you know there's a way of doing things. I have more experience in the position. The people that are doing it are new uh, and they have to find their own way. So, you know, I shouldn't really involve myself. But there's things and it's just something that I've always done. I see people doing things in a way that's different to the way that I would do it. And I know the set ways of doing things because I've learned the procedures of the company and that kind of thing. And I see them about to do mistakes and I see them about to... To do things, but I'm having like issues with not involving myself, so I should just leave it and just think they'll figure it out. I figured it out, you know, like they'll figure it out, whatever. Um, but I feel myself like going over there and just like you're doing this wrong. Um, and obviously, for a lot of people who are management, they find it odd, and I think a lot of people do when somebody who's lower than you comes over and tells you you're doing your job wrong uh, and here's how to do it properly. Um, so I'm trying to distance myself from that, which I'm having issues with. Uh, I get too wrapped up in stuff that I really don't need to be involved with anymore. Um, but I do definitely think that's an Asperger trait of mine in general, is that I it's hard for me to not involve myself in stuff. I've always been that way. If I know how to do something and I know how to do something properly, for some reason I can't just let people... Um, do stuff it's like if i know the name of something so say for example two people are having a conversation they're complete strangers i don't know them i'm sat at a table in a coffee shop whatever having a drink people next to me are talking about a movie and it's like oh what's that film you know it's got um oh you know that guy from uh oh, it's got that guy from law abiding citizen in it and he's in that one where he's like a bodyguard or something and he's doing something oh what's it called and i can hear them and i know what film it is and it's driving me mad, but I just think they'll get it or they'll just give up. They'll get it and give up. And I'm just like, just ignore it. Just ignore it. Don't do not do anything. And after a bit, I'll just turn around and be like, Olympus has fallen. That's what you're thinking of. And then turn back to what I'm doing. Just then they're like, thank you. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm like that. Like I, For some reason, it grinds on me to hear people talk about stuff if I know the answer or if I don't understand it. Uh, it drives me mad. For some reason, it's it's really hard. I find myself getting like, agitated and I've, I've got that issue at the moment just with my job because I'm I'm watching members of the new management try and work stuff out and I feel like the thing they're trying to work out is like really like straightforward this is all you've got to do um and in my head I think well come on like you worked this out like they'll work it out you didn't know everything initially 
But there's this part of me that's like, just tell him. Just go and tell him so they'll stop talking about it. Yeah. Um, especially if people go into like repetitive cycles where they keep going, you know what I mean. Come on. You've heard it. Oh, what is it? We've done this before. Oh, it's called the thing. And the other one goes, yeah, I know what you mean. Oh, I can't remember. I just think like, oh, like just stop. <laughs> just stop it now. Um, so yeah, I've got a bit of that going on. I keep involving myself in in managerial stuff when I think like this is not why you step down you didn't step down to still do the job but like from the sidelines uh so yeah I'm, I, it's been an issue but I figure you know if I was NT I probably would have been able to back away from this much easier but you know when you've been doing something for four years uh and it's your daily work routine trying to back out of it is is really hard to do um so I'm still I keep thinking I'm out and I keep telling you, oh, I've finally given up, you know, I've stopped doing this and I'm yeah. I'm done with it. And then like the next day I'm just like, oh, so this thing. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, so uh, it kind of moves on to this week's topic. I feel like this week's topic would have been easier to move into had we have just talked about you going to the food things. But um, I don't know, whatever. Segway. Um, <laughs> so, like, we're going to talk about this week about... Um, it's kind of like a weird theory that some people on the spectrum have. Uh, people have mentioned it before. And it's to do with the things that you learn or teach yourself or have to, like, get good at doing because it's it's an NT thing to do and you know you've got to do it. And obviously, even if everybody knows that you're on the spectrum and knows you're autistic, there's just certain things that, even as someone on the spectrum, you have to learn to do because the you've got to you know like the world is an NT world and you've got to teach yourself NT stuff uh, to be in it if you want to be in it if you've got if you go end up like working or going out and stuff there's certain things that if you think you can learn them just learn them and it's you know it's it's a lot of things to do with socializing and that kind of thing it's quite a big topic really so me and Scarlett are kind of just gonna scratch the surface with this one I guess in an hour and a bit but uh what that was oh sorry, I mind scratching. Oh. Why? I don't know. I <laughs> I thought I, you were doing like quotations. No, I just <laughs> I think scratch the surface is such a weird term. Okay, yeah, but alright, fine. So, sorry. <laughs> um It so just yeah. makes me think of oh oh, you know what it makes me think of the worst thing ever. Um where it reminds me of like scratch and sniffs that you used to get in magazines. Um I don't know. I know what they are, but I never really had one. Okay. Well, I, it always makes me think of uh, ice skates on ice. Ice skates on ice? Yeah, because ice skates... Uh, scratch. Kind of, yeah. Oh, how weird. No, I always <laughs> think of like the Mr. Bean magazines. You scratch it and then you sniff it and it's always a weird smell. Yeah, well, anyway, so we're going to talk about um, we're going to talk about just some of the stuff that you do that's not natural to you and is not something you would normally do, but you do it for the benefit of the NT people you know, um, I guess is a better way to word this. So it's yeah. pretending you're NT in certain situations. Um, I always likened it to, like, when growing up, I always felt like, I've said it before, it's, it's kind of like uh, if you're playing a computer game and you skip the tutorial and you just go, right, what am I doing? What do these buttons do? Like, is this jump? What's jump? You just keep pressing all the buttons. Nope, that's not jump, that's shoot. Oh, what's this? This moves me this way. What does this button do? You get to a door and it says press the action button and you think, oh, which one's the action button? You just start like banging on all the buttons to try and figure out which one's (laughs) going to get the door open. And I feel like that's like a a way of describing what it's like to be autistic initially 
is you don't really know what you're doing when it comes to like socializing and the normal NT like day-to-day stuff. So you just try things until one of them is the right thing to do. Whereas I feel like NT people in the computer game analogy, they uh, they did the tutorial. You know, they did the training bit at the start of the game. They paid attention to what you're supposed to do. Somebody told them, so if you want to open a door, you press a triangle, you know? Uh, and they're like, ah, yeah, I know how to do this now. Mm. And, and they did that, whereas I'm just kind of... Uh, kind of just thrown in there and I always feel like that's like the difference between like um being autistic and being um NT I think it's worse when you're a child you don't do things that are the NT things to do you don't do the stuff that you think I've got to do this because that makes everybody else a bit more comfortable a bit more used to you know it's a bit more what they're used to when they have conversations with people or when they do things when you're younger, I tend to just do stuff. I mean, you've given examples loads of times in previous episodes of things you did as a child that other people thought, well, that's weird. Yeah. That you wouldn't even slightly do now. Yeah. If you know what I mean. So, yeah, I just uh, I thought we could do an episode on that, on um, uh, the NT behaviours that we do just for the sake of the people we know. and um, Sort of like behaviours that we've learnt yeah. to do. Yeah, I, I, I had a problem like naming this topic, really. But, um, yeah, so uh, where do you want to start with this? Um, wow, that's an excellent question. What have I learned to do that I... Uh... <laughs> I think that uh, one of the ones that comes up a lot is pretending to um, care about other people's problems. And that sounds really horrible, but... The amount of times people that, even people that I'm not really close with, I'm not really close with anyone, but people that definitely wouldn't consider me like a close friend and I don't consider them a close friend, we are just acquaintances, will tell me things that have happened in their life that I am then supposed to go, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Or on the flip side, oh, that's so lovely. I'm so happy for you. Why? That's, it's nothing, it doesn't affect my life in any way. And I know that sounds really selfish, but it's true. If, if someone has lost a relative, but it's not my relative, and especially if they're not a close friend of mine, I don't see why I should feel sorry. I don't see why I should feel um, sympathetic or why they would want my condolences and likewise with if something brilliant's happened to them that again doesn't affect me and especially if it's not because I I say if it if it was a close friend of mine then I would understand they may be coming to me for comfort and I or for like to share their happiness because they want to tell someone and I I can do that more so on the happy side if something really good happened to someone that I was really close with then I can be happy for them to an extent the sad one is a bit different because I struggle more with understanding other people's sadness to understanding their happiness, I suppose. But when it's an acquaintance, I don't know why they're coming to me. I certainly wouldn't go to anyone that wasn't close with me and tell them anything good or bad about my life because I don't really tell anyone anything about my life. Mm. Um, and I don't need other people to feel sorry for me or to comfort me and I equally don't need people to 
be happy for me. So I do find it really strange and it's definitely a learnt behaviour because I do remember when I was younger, sort of like being in primary school, um, oh, I don't know if they have primary school in other countries, being in the school that you go to when you're like four to 11, um, is that school. I think it's, it depends where you are. I've, I've heard it called like stuff like elementary um is that what it is? They're actually, weirdly, uh, yeah, like the schools in this country that are called elementary schools, but um, it's that's the other option for it, primary school, elementary school. Yeah, it's like the first school you go to after you hit, well, once you're four, basically yeah. after four. So, yeah, so ages four to 11. I remember being somewhere in that range. I couldn't tell you what age, but I remember a teacher telling the class I was in about something bad that had happened. I think they'd lost a relative. And I remember seeing other people in the class, bear in mind we were really young, but other people in the class, I think one child actually cried because the teacher had lost a relative and everyone else being sad for them, even though we're children. So I'd have thought that, you know, even now I would think that children wouldn't so much understand. We were probably, probably about 10, but I just didn't, understand why other people were sad um also around the same age when I was I think I was 11 my granddad died and I remember doing a school assembly and I I was talking it was a remembrance assembly which was the worst for you know considering and I remember my mum and sister had come to watch me because I was speaking in it my sister cried the whole way through it was the day after my granddad died and then I started crying because it was such a change of a, like, I didn't really know what was going on. I didn't really understand it at that age. But then two other children in my class who vaguely knew my granddad, they both started crying. And I didn't understand why they were crying about yeah. my granddad dying. It seemed really odd to me. And that's something that's definitely become a learnt behaviour because people used to tell me things and I would just have nothing. I would just go, okay. I wouldn't think to congratulate them or to offer my condolences that neither of those things would come into my head. I would just think, oh, what a random piece of information for them to tell me. But as I've got older, I've learned to take what someone says, sort of try and process what they what they expect the response from me to be, and yeah. then to give them that response of, oh, I'm so excited for you which is such a weird thing to be or oh I'm so sorry to hear that and that happens all the time um so that's that's one of mine uh yeah I'd say I've got that one um I well I say I've got that one now that I think about it I don't and it's not that I I know I'm supposed to but I can't I'm it's easier for me to deal with people that are upset about something um Oh, but, I'm the opposite. But even then, I can't do the the sorry for your loss or that's so sad or that kind of thing. I'll ask questions like when and how. So if somebody died, when did they die? How did they die? Um, or same if, you know, somebody's oh, broken up with my boyfriend. Oh, yeah, when did this happen? Why? Uh, and I'll do that. But I can't do that. Oh, that's so sad. Or sorry, I'll say, are you okay? I'll say, you okay with it? You all right? You know? Um, or... I tend to say things like, you don't have to talk about it if you don't want to, uh, which is kind of me going, don't talk about it, because 
I'm not sure what I'm going to say. I don't feel awkward and I don't feel like they shouldn't be telling me. I just think like, oh, of all the people, you've picked the wrong person to talk about this with with me. Because I don't particularly, um, I don't particularly do stuff, especially like with uh, grandparents or that kind of thing when they die and people tell me like my granddad died. And I'm like, oh, right, okay. And they're like, oh, yeah, I'm so sad. Like it was so sudden. I wasn't expecting it. And I'm just like, okay, fair enough. How old were they? And they're like 87. I'm just like, you weren't expecting it. Like, uh, it's like usually I've said that before to someone and then the conversation just sort of ended it. And I was just like, what? I don't. And it's not that. It's just there's obviously there's like a, an emotional connection there with with people when they do this. And I didn't know their granddad. I don't know what they look like. I don't know what their name was. I never met them. The person I know never talk about them. So I kind of feel like there's some stuff that I believe the NT people are just doing because they know they've got to do it. They've got to be upset about this kind of thing because that's the normal thing to do. But then it's down to like my therapist once told me that um, it's one of the things you do with autism is you can't put yourself in other people's shoes. You can't see what they see. You can't feel what they feel. So you just assume everybody's the same as you. So I think if I was them, I don't talk about this person. I've never mentioned this person. I don't talk about them. So am I just pretending I'm upset? to you know um appear normal yeah um it's like so like in my case when i've broken up or had relationships end or that kind of thing i don't go to people i know and tell them because i don't want to have to then do the the stuff i don't want them asking me the questions and asking me if i'm all right and what happened and are you okay and all that stuff so i, I don't bring it up with around other people because I know they're going to do it and I know I'm not going to respond in a way that they're expecting and I can't do the whole pantomime of it. So yeah. I just don't talk about it. Like when I broke up in my last relationships, I, I told nobody about it until eventually somebody just kind of went, oh, so, uh, you know, when are you and uh, what are you and Emily up to? And I'm just like, oh, we're not together. And they're like, what? When did this happen? I'm like, two months ago. <laughs> you didn't say anything. Yeah, I know. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Um, you know, like, I didn't want to talk about it then, I don't want to talk about it now. But then when you say you don't want to talk about it, they think that it's too hard for you to talk about and that's why you don't want to talk about it. Like, I'm purposely been hiding it for everyone because the pain of it is too much for me and therefore I don't want a conversation about it. Um, but when people come to me and they're sad about something, I, I can cope with it better than the other. When people come to me and they're happy about something... Oh, you know, like I've just booked my holiday, my I've just got my A-level results, you know, that kind of thing. I don't want to hear about it. And there's various reasons that I don't want to hear about it. My main reason would be that I don't want to hear about it because I don't care. And I feel like you're just telling me because you want to brag about it. Like I do kind of feel like Facebook is there for that reason. Just post it on Facebook like everyone else. You know, let all your friends like it and do the laughing face or the well face. Yeah. Or, do you mean, they'll give you the validation that you, on this achievement. Okay, but don't talk to me about it because I don't care. But also there's a part of me that's also kind of bitter about people and their happy achievements. So I have issues with people that come to me with happy stuff. Because it's things that in the past, before I was diagnosed, are the things that I you know, thought that I wanted. So like being happy about going holiday or getting good grades at school. It's stuff that I initially back in the day, I wanted them. I wanted good grades, but I didn't get good grades. You know, I wanted to be excited about a holiday, but when holidays came, I just kind of feel like, yeah, I don't care. Um, so we're watching people be happy about stuff. I still have this, even though I know I, I know what it is now. I know the reason that I didn't have good grades in school is because I didn't have the right 
assistance when I was in school. And I know that I don't get happy about holidays because I don't get happy about stuff like that. Um, but there's still this part of me that's kind of bitter when some people do it. And I kind of feel like it's a mocking, rubbing it in my face that they've got normal emotions to this kind of thing and I don't. So I get a bit weird about people that get like happy. Like Obviously, it's the A-level and GCSE results at school and stuff has been released this week, just gone. And I work with some people that are getting their A-level results and they're all like talking about it and talking about their A's and their B's. And I was like, oh, well done, you've worked so hard. It's so good and that kind of thing. And then they're like talk, looking at me about it. And I just kind of went, yeah, but I heard that the A-level and B-level margin this year is lower than it's ever been. And apparently anyone could get one. So whatever. <laughs> and then they just kind of like look at me like, what? And I'm just like, what was you expecting? Like, well done, guys. That kind of thing. Uh, I just kind of felt like, yeah, whatever. I don't care. You know, just, yeah. just go about your business. So I kind of have it in that way. Like, I don't do the thing. I don't fake it um, at all. I just do the, use the limited knowledge I know of what I'm supposed to do and then the situations where I know. I just don't talk about it. So when people are having this conversation where somebody said something and everyone's like, oh, congratulations, you know, well done, I'm getting engaged, you know, oh, it's so good. I can see people gathered around them and already talking to them about it. So I just think, well, they're already getting what they want from this. They don't need me to get involved in this. I'm going to stay out of this conversation and just hang back. Um, so, you know, sometimes I can see them looking at me like, Nikki, you know, um, what do you reckon about this? But I just think I'm going to pretend like I didn't hear you announce it. So uh, we're good, you know? Yeah. Um, it's like people that write happy birthday on people's Facebook walls and that kind of thing. I kind of feel like you've got enough of other people. Do you need me to do it as well? Uh, so I don't. So I've got more of a bitter old man <laughs> <laughs> kind of way towards that particular thing. I wouldn't say it's something I do in particular. But I do know it's something I'm supposed to do um, because that's the thing you do. It's just for me, if I do in the very rare occasions I've attempted it, I've come across as like sarcastic, you know, like, oh, well done. Yeah. So, so I always feel like it's worse for me. Um, and especially when people get upset about stuff as well. I'll do like basic stuff, uh, but realistically, I can't go into any depth because... Um, it's they can tell that I'm not doing a good job of it. You're better at it than me. I've seen you do it. I've seen you talk to people uh, and do the the happiness or the sadness or that kind of thing. <laughs> you do it really well. I mean, somebody on one of our Facebook pages actually said that they think that you're the actually the better masker out of the two of us. Uh, and I just think I'm the better one. <laughs> but, but realistically, when you think about it, you're the better one than me. It's just, I, I think I'm good... As long as you don't go too deep with it, like a sort of like weak face value kind of thing, I appear to be the less autistic one out of the two of us. But then if you try and push me for any sort of like in-depth anything, my whole like charade, as it were, just falls a piece, falls to pieces. But yours has still got like, do you know what I mean? Like reinforcements that make yeah. people think you are still not NT. They just think she's a bit of an oddball, but she's yeah. nice. Yours is probably more consistent. I like <laughs> mine's I'm either full-on masking and you can go in depth or i'm just no masking whatsoever yeah 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 uh so another thing that i guess is related that i think is an nt thing that i can't do and it's kind of related to what we've just said is uh small talk small talk is one of those nt things that i cannot get the hang of i do mm. it but i do it in a way that i just think um Oh, God, what am I supposed to do here? So I, I do the basic stuff. 
I meet someone, you know, and then they go, how was your weekend? And my response usually to that is, yeah, <laughs> and then that's it. Um, but then I'm then there's like a silence and I just think, oh, no, fine. How was your weekend? Your weekend all right? And then they tell me about the weekend and that kind of thing. And I go, oh, yeah, that's good. You know, that's been... That's that's nice. Yeah, yeah, it's been rainy lately, hasn't it? You know, that kind of thing. It's one of those things that I see NT people do <laughs> um, and I don't understand it at all. Uh, but I do it as well. So it's one I'll actually do. I don't like small talk. I don't like doing it. I don't like being involved in it. I don't like hearing it, but mm-hmm. I will do it. Um, I don't know why I do it. I do it all the time as well. Uh, I can happily be silent with somebody else. So I can happily be around someone and not talk whatsoever. I have no issue with that, but I can always sense when the person I'm with is getting uncomfortable with the silence. Yeah. So I'm okay with the silence, and as long as I can tell that they're okay with the silence, it's fine. But I can tell, especially with me, because in the past and still to this day, some people claim I'm intimidating to be around, and they find me... I can't think of like the right words for what I've been described. It happens all the time. People think I'm... Scary. Yeah, or moody or that kind of thing my relaxed face is not one of uh it's not very inviting um it's intentional um it's mainly because i'm not good at socializing with people that well so instead of doing the you know like how you used to put your hair in front of your face so people couldn't see your face so they wouldn't talk to you and when you walk you kind of look at the floor uh i have a face of i don't want to talk to you so don't try uh my relaxed face is one of um it's not an angry face, but it's definitely a, do you know what I mean? Like when I've noticed, like even so much so with my face that when I walk down the street, you see those people giving out leaflets or trying to talk to people. Um, they tend to avoid me. They don't tend to come and talk to me. They talk to me when you're there. Like if we're walking down the street and you're there, they'll try and talk to you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I tend to get them away from you usually. <laughs> um, but they don't tend to try and talk to me because they, um, they've noticed that I've got a face of don't talk to me. Um, so I have that. But that is weird for some people because some people, they'll just be the two of us like sat talking, whatever. Say you've gone to like a meal or something and loads of people have got up to go to the toilet and it's just you and this one person. You can see this one person is sat at the table with you and thinks, oh, we should say something. What should we do? Um, but they, they don't want to start a conversation with me because they look at me and just think, oh, what though? What if he like, I don't know, what, what do you say to him? So then I'll think, oh, I can see that they're getting fidgety and weird. So then I just go, so, um, got much on for the rest of the day? And it's left my mouth and I just think like, oh, God, why have I done this? Like, now I've got to listen to. Uh, and then they're just like, yeah, I'm going to do this and that. It's like, oh, yeah, what's that then? Is that, um, I've never heard of that before. Like, how does that go? And, oh, yeah, and then they'd like to go on and on and on. And I'm just going... Oh, yeah, 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 I think I've heard of that. Yeah, that's good. And then they'll do something and then they feel at ease. But I don't know why I've got this urge to make them feel more comfortable. Um, I don't know if it's because I'm aware that people get a, sometimes get a bit odd around me. Once you get to know me, it's fine. It's not like everybody that knows me feels this way. Once you get to know me, you just take it as a, that's my way. And some people actually like that aspect of me. They like that I'm moody or you know, a bit mean or a bit sarcastic. Some people find that, like, they like that about me. Yeah. It's one of the things who's was like, oh, yeah, I like it when Nikki's a bit whatever. It's it's nice. I know a few people that I work with that enjoy my, like, not abuse, but just the way I am. Yeah. They, they enjoy being around it. But initially when you first meet me, it takes a while to uh, to get used to, I suppose. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really... 
I'm trying to think now for you. Um, but do you uh, you do the small talk? Yeah, but I well no yeah I I do what I think is small talk, but it turns out it's probably not small talk. Like I don't really do the weather stuff, or actually I probably start off with the weather because that's the the classic of the weather's been nice, and then I end up just going weird. Mm. But you know I I do talk. I can talk. It's just I'll be like, oh, the weather's been a bit weird recently and then the other person might go yeah and then i'll do something really weird and i'll just be like oh i saw you last week in this location what were you doing there right <laughs> you know or just something where and I they can... were like what and you're like yeah i saw you were uh, asleep in your house yeah, <laughs> yeah that's no, you. not that but i you know just it's i don't know i always say something and then i look at their face and think Ah, that prob- that seems to have thrown them. But you know, sometimes it goes well. Sometimes it it seems to put people off. I'm okay. I'm okay at small talk. It's just yeah, I seem to say the wrong the wrong things sometimes. Uh, yeah. I I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. I've I've never seen you do it. I've never seen you say the wrong thing to the wrong person. Okay. I have seen you say things to people that I think, ooh, should you have said that? But then they usually take it. Okay, I think it's because your your natural like <laughs> demeanor or relaxed thing is you're quite you seem quite happy. I would have said that before I knew you knew you. You seemed always seemed that happy. You never seemed that bothered. You know everything. Nothing seemed to be like a problem for you. You're always like upbeat, smiling. You know, like jolly all the time. So I think because you're like a you have like a relaxed like you make people more relaxed when they're around you and that kind of thing. Um, I think when you say stuff that they were like oh. What? Um, because it's coming from you. I think they just answer it. They just answer it and then later on think, wait a minute, that was a weird question. Uh, whereas with me, I feel like if I asked it, they'd be like, whoa, why is this guy like coming for me? Um, but like in your case, you do it and they just sort of go, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, like that kind of thing. It's just, it's a, I always thought that about you. Like even like before we met, uh, well, before we got to know each other, you'd had your bike stolen. Um, and I remember you calling into work to say your bike had been stolen, but you weren't like, oh, my bike's been stolen, my day's been ruined, and like that kind of thing, which later on I found out that's how you actually felt about it. I was quite upset with the bike. <laughs> uh, but you, uh, when you rang in, you were just like, oh, I'm not going to be in work on time, my bike's been stolen, so I'm going to have to walk in. Someone's just had it over the wall, don't even know how they got it out. Like, it was there and then it wasn't. They'd had to lift it over the wall, and I've done that before, and uh, it's hard work, so I don't even know how they managed it. But anyway, I'm walking in now, so I'll be a bit late. See you in a bit. And I was just like, okay then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then I thought, well, I've got to go to work, so... Yeah, so I, I think you can get away with asking stuff that normal people wouldn't ask in a small talk situation because it's you. Uh, I actually, now that I think about it, I have seen you do it a few times where you've said stuff and I've gone, oh no. Uh, <laughs> but then they've uh, they've been all right with it and I'm just like, oh, okay. And I just think that you've really well judged the person most of the time. I think that you've <laughs> you've watched this person, you've got to know them in the short window that, we've been talk- that you've been talking to them and um, you've just... Uh, yeah, you've just worked out that it's okay for you to do the thing you're about to do. I didn't realise that you're just, like, randomly saying stuff and not really thinking about what you're doing. Yeah, it's just the first thing that comes into my head. I'll just go with that yeah. and see how it lands. But, yeah, I uh, I don't mind. I'm not, like, a big fan of small talk. I, I, but, like, I'll start with the small talk and try and move into 
this is the problem. I try and move into some sort of like really in-depth conversation because if we're talking about something that I am enjoying the conversation, then the conversation will be quite easy for me and I'll naturally know what to say next. Yeah. Whereas if we're doing awkward conversation that I'm not into, I'll really struggle. And the points of the conversation where they finish talking and it's time for me to say my next piece, I just, I'll be like, what's the expression? Clutching it. Straws. Straws. I'd be doing that. Whereas if it's something that, yeah, that I'm actually into. So that's why I try and steer conversations into weird yeah. Places, I suppose. Yeah. I um, I, it's just one of the, it's it's one of those big things. Is there's just things you're supposed to do in conversations with people. There's things you're supposed to ask about and listen to. I mean, it's the, both those first two, like small talk and uh, when people are upset and happy. There's just there's certain things you're supposed to do in conversations, um, and it's just teaching yourself to do them. Uh, it's like showing the interest in. In each other, because I know that for NT people, there's a, there's an aspect of uh, wanting to socialize. Um, and that's the thing that for us doesn't make any sense. Uh, I mean, for example of this, yesterday we had coffee with a friend yes. uh, who listens to this podcast. Um, but we hadn't spoke to him in a while and he called to um, meet for a coffee. And, you know, me and you both went to meet him. And um, for me, because I don't just ask people, it's something I don't do. I don't ever arrange to meet people for coffees. Like I, I meet my ex every now and then for coffee, but she's always the one that initiates it. It's the same with like if I talk on the phone to family members, they initiate it um, because there's nothing in me that has this urge to get into contact with people. Uh, and this coffee we went through to yesterday, both of us, like we had the message from him he wanted to meet for a coffee and he was just like, it's only have to be like half an hour, like quick chat, coffee, that kind of thing. And we'd both convinced ourselves that he had like some big announcement to make mm. because he was arranging to like have a meeting with us. Like we were just kind of like, oh, oh, I wonder what he's going to say. I wonder what it is. I wonder what's going to happen. He's obviously got something he needs to talk about <laughs> or something he needs to say. And I was trying to think what it was. I was like, is he leaving Bournemouth? Is he getting married? You know, like, is there like something <laughs> else? Has he quit his job? Does he know some like information that we need to know because it's imperative for like our own like existence or whatever and it just turns out to be like a normal oh i haven't seen you in a guys in a while guys let's just catch up and all the way all the way through the thing like it was it was good to see you and it was good to talk and like it was all right um but all the way through it i was just thinking like when's he gonna make the when's he gonna say the thing when's the announcement come in there's gonna be something he's gonna mention and we're gonna be like right that's why and it didn't come and i don't feel like disappointed by it but like there was no part of me just like, oh they just wants to catch up you know yeah i think it's just that expectation that why do you see someone if it's not for the big announcement or i don't know but it was uh i see i didn't think it the whole way through because initially he said like 30 minutes so i thought like oh he must have something that he needs to get off his chest like quick and then go yeah but after because we ended up we were probably there for about two hours and i think after the first sort of 20 minutes i was like oh no this is just it's just us hanging out and then i settled in and i was like oh this is nice oh no i i, <laughs> I didn't constantly think there was something but every now and then he'd say something and i'm just like oh and then, and then we just have a normal conversation, and I was like, oh, okay, no, no, nothing there. And then, like, I forget that there was a, that I thought there was a reason the the meeting was happening. But then he'd do it again, and I'd be like, oh, and then like nothing, and it was fine. Uh, it's just that's how I um, 
that's just how I, I work. Yeah. Um, I don't ever call people unless I've got something that I need to talk. So I guess one of the NT things that doesn't make sense to me and I don't do is I don't do catching up. Uh, I don't I don't feel the need to, to do the catching up. Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen you in a while. We should meet up or, you know, you should call me. We should talk, you know, that kind of thing. It, it's just one of those things that... But I, I feel like it's just an extension of the small talk, of the, you know, people talking about the bad things, the good things. Uh, I'm not one for catching up with people. Not because... I don't care or not because I don't want to. It's just I don't I don't do it. Um, I don't feel the need to to do the catching up uh, or to see people or that kind of thing. I don't feel the um, the need. So it's kind of off topic because I don't really arrange to meet up with people when I don't want to just for the sake of appearances. I just don't do it until they do. But then when they do, I will go to it. Obviously, there's a point of me that thinks... Well, why? I don't need to go to this um, because what's the point? Um, but then I'll go anyway because I feel the need for them to see me. It's, it's, it's kind of like when I do talk to people on the phone or when I do go meet certain people uh, or like go out on nights out or, you know, that kind of thing. I feel like I've got to um, because that's one of the things that's expected of me. Uh, it's like you said with these meals you went to on Friday that um, you wouldn't have gone, but you knew you should go, so you went. Yeah. But it's not through an urge of yourself wanting to go. It's not yeah. like you thought, oh, that'll be nice. I'd actually look forward to that. It's just because you think it's the thing to do, so I'm going to do it. Yeah, definitely. Um, those are a lot of sort of verbal I suppose learn things and I think to be honest I think a lot of it is verbal because a lot of the differences between NT well yeah I would say a lot of the differences between NT and autism is it well it's it's in the brain so I suppose a lot of it is your sort of your communication and yeah the way you think about things so it is going to be a lot of verbal and your your understanding and then communicating with other people but I think um, there are also physical ones in, I think, yeah, I would say there are physical ones, like a, a thing for me that is, I would say, a learnt behaviour is not being able to physically act in a way that you might want to, because there are times where I think, um, oh, this person's in my way, I <laughs> kind of want to move them out of the way but I can't physically put my hands on them and move them or push them it's not that I walk around the street and I want to push people but there are times where I want to just sort of steer them with my hands in a different direction or um I don't know if this is something you have but I don't under well I do understand but you can't just touch someone because that's wrong like I don't like other people touching me, but sometimes I do get the urge to just move someone out of my way. Or another thing that I really don't like people doing is I hate people pointing. I, I hate it. It makes me feel sick. Um, and if someone, if I see someone in the street pointing like their arm outstretched, their finger, I just want to grab their arm and bring it back down to their side because it annoys me that they're pointing. And yeah. Um, equally, you know, with other things where people are doing something that annoys me, I want to like move their hands so they're not doing whatever it is that's irritating me. And that's something that 
obviously I've learned you can't you can't do that you can't just run up to someone and like move them move their hands do anything like that so that's definitely I suppose a, a learned behavior for me because I think when I was younger I would be more likely to do that yeah I don't know if that's something that you uh no uh, I there are certain things I want to do but I think my ones are um I'm pretty sure NT people have the same problem, so I don't do it. You know, like when you're walking down the street and someone just stops in front of you yeah. to do something. Uh, there is my urge there to to push them uh, or okay. just to just be like, don't just stop there, I'm behind you. Uh, and sometimes, uh, you know when people are walking in front of you and they're walking too close uh, yeah. or they're just like swerving around and you're trying to get past them, but they're moving you like they can't see you you're behind them you try and move to the left of them they move to the left yeah yeah. right Uh, i have this urge to trip them over (laughs) to like stick my leg in between their legs and knock them over and then just step over them uh i don't think i've ever done it as a child um but there is this brief part of me that just thinks if i just knock them over i can get past but i never do it yeah um but i i I, i've heard nt people say do you know what's annoying when someone's got a trolley in an aisle and they just stop mid aisles no one can get past just so they can look at something yeah that's really annoying uh and sometimes you know people stop and talk in a shop supermarket mm, they do in front of the thing you want you know yeah. they're stuff and they're just talking and i know for nt people they just think they just go excuse me um i just can i just get that thank you uh, whereas me i have an issue with saying to people excuse me you know like if someone's blocking my way and excuse me can i just get past um i have problems doing that so what i tend to do is i tend to either just try and slip through them um, but then that's seen as rude. So I'll, there'll be two people talking like in front of bananas, say, uh, and they're having a conversation and I want a banana. Instead of saying, excuse me, can I just get a banana? I just kind of lean through them both, grab a banana, and then they just go, oh, oh, like that. And I'm just like, what? Like, go stand somewhere else. Like, um, But I don't ever say anything. Um, so sometimes I just won't get the thing I want because I can't say to them, excuse me, can I just grab that? Thank you. Um, so I think I, I have to make this thing of, Go without or just lean through them. Like, yeah. Uh, and then it depends on like my level of like anxiety or how stressed I am being in the supermarket in the first place to whether I won't. If I'm straight in there, supermarket, I've only gone in for one thing, they're stood in front of it, I'm going to lean through. Yeah. Because I'm okay. But if I've been in there too long and I just need a few bits and it's like the last thing and I just want out, I won't get it. I'll just be like, no, I'll just leave. It's fine. I can get it some other time. Yeah, I think I think that's probably more what I mean. I think because I a lot of the time I find it more difficult to verbalize my thoughts or feelings on something. I think mm. that showing it through physical um, is easier for me, and it's easier for me if other people show their thoughts and feelings through their physical actions as well. So I think that's something that. Um, has to become learned and not that this would be a, a preference as such but sometimes if someone say I'm talking too much it doesn't happen very often because I'm not a big talker but say I don't know someone's trying to listen to something else or they're not interested it's almost like I wish instead of trying to in some way hint at me to stop talking because I am not going to know that And sometimes my brain doesn't really process what people are saying. So sometimes they might even say to me, I'm trying to listen to that, but my brain doesn't go, well, that means that I need to stop. I'd almost rather that they just sort of physically did something to tell me to be quiet so I can see it. Because visual is easier for me than listening. I I hate listening. Like, listening isn't my, my 
the understanding what people are saying is more difficult for me than just physically seeing an action that says to me, oh, okay, this is how they feel. It's almost like I want my own version of sign language to help with things. Like if someone's annoyed at me, I can't always tell that they're annoyed through the tone of their voice or what they're saying unless they actually say the words, I am annoyed at you for this reason. Yeah. But if they start getting physically you can see it in their actions then and obviously i don't mean being violent towards me but if they start showing in their in their physical like uh, like maybe i don't know a clenched fist or they i'm trying to think of ways where you can show that you're annoyed or like they just cross- like tone of voice well I no suppose. i don't do tone of voice would you know what i mean they like their replies instead of going oh yeah yeah, you know, that's fine. They just start going, yes. Yeah, no, that doesn't oh, help okay. with me at all. I need, like, physical things to see I, it. I mean, they're not going to do that, just, I suppose. Yeah. Because, sh- obviously, I mean, I don't know if it's an English thing in general, but English people, in usual, will just, you know, grit their teeth and carry on with it. Oh, yeah, the amount of times when you don't know that someone's felt a certain way because yeah, like you, you know, like tell you. You know, when people want to go to bed and you're around their house and they want you to leave... Um, I'm sure in other countries they just be like, okay, so it's getting late. You should probably go. They don't do that. You just both pretend like, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's fine. Just yeah. keep talking. Do you know what I mean? You just start doing like yawns or oh yeah, going like looking at your hints. looking at your watch and being like, oh, it's getting late. Do you know what I mean? Like you just start doing stuff like that. But like to to someone like you, you you don't think it's time to leave yet because they haven't said. Go, get out. Yeah. Um. So, like, you just think, like, you just keep talking and you're tired and you want to leave and they want you to leave, but nobody's saying it. Uh, yeah. And I, I've, I've been in that situation a few times where everybody realises it wants to end, but everyone's too polite to say, okay, it's late now, off you go. Uh. So, yeah, I, I feel like, especially uh, in this country alone, you're going to have problems with people letting you know. They're going to do subtle stuff that, I guess, subtle stuff's just not going to work on you. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What other learnt behaviours do you think you have? Um, There's things I don't do because I know that it's not acceptable for me to do. So I think I mentioned before that certain tones of voice and the certain way people talk irritates me. Um, There are certain things that people say, do. Anyone that repeats the same words over and over again, anybody that talks about a subject that I don't want to hear about... um, I have problems. So, like, when people talk about autism and don't know about autism, uh, when people start saying really bad things about vegans uh, because they don't know I'm vegan, you know, uh, (laughs) it's stuff like that. Now, I know for... I don't know if it's a thing. Like I say, some people just have a a certain voice that I can't deal with. There's a few people that are regulars where I work that have a tone of voice that I, I can't deal with. Um, anybody that like has like a, it's kind of weird because I work in retail and I have worked in retail, but, and I know that sometimes you, you get sold stuff that doesn't work. And I know that sometimes when you return stuff, um, you're, you can be angry about it, uh, you know, but to come in like guns blazing the second you walk through the store, screaming at people, kicking off, you know, before you've even explained what's really happened and, you know, stuff like that there's just certain things that people do that I can't deal with it it deals does something to me sensory wise and I start getting really irritated really quickly like I go from like completely fine 
to I can't cope with this. It's really irritating. Um, I have learned that you can't just kick off. Um, not that I would kick off, um, but I would feel the urge to be like, all right, if you want to just shut up and then start again, that would be great. <laughs> Um, like I have this urge of, you know, that or saying to someone, just stop talking because the sound of your voice, I can't deal with it. it. I don't know what it's doing something to me internally that I can't deal with. So you're just gonna have to write down what it is that you want to say, because I can't listen to it. Or, uh, you know, people talk about things that they know nothing about and it, it, it annoys me and I just feel the urge to be like, just stop because this is the most stupidest thing I've ever heard. Um, or like when people kick off and screaming and that kind of thing, I do feel the need to be like, why are you shouting? I'm not shouting. There's no need to shout. You can get your point across without shouting. I have like those reactions and I know that people have a right to feel the way they want to feel and people that have a tone of voice, they they can't help the way they talk, you know? Uh, there's nothing I... Can you put on a more deeper voice for me because I can't deal with this? Jimmy, I know I can't do that. I know that it's autistic requirements that I need to continue this conversation and I can't say anything. Now, in the past, when I was a lot younger, I think I would have just said it. And I think in the past I have just said it. Uh, when I was really young, so like really young, like five, six, uh, I think I one time hit a child because I couldn't listen to them. Yeah. And I couldn't get them to stop. Um, I just kept telling them to stop talking, stop talking. And they kept repeating it. Do you know I mean, like kids like chant and sing things, you know, like over and over again. And I think there's like combinations of they say the same thing over and over again. Um, and, uh, it, it, like I would lose a, a game in a playground with a child and they would keep shouting like loser or like I win or I'm the best. I win, I win, I win. And I'd be like, shut up. I don't want to hear it. And they'd be like, Oh, sore loser. And then start repeating sore loser over and over again. And at the time I thought maybe I am a sore loser. Maybe I can't cope with the loss of this game. But then I realized that it's not that. It's the weird childish voice they're putting on. It's the repetition they're using. And I ended up like hitting one of these children because I told them to stop and they wouldn't stop and I didn't know how else to stop it. Mm. Uh, and obviously that gets me in trouble because it looks like you hit him because he beat you at football. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like... In, and in my head, because I didn't know what it was, I just kind of thought that is what that just happened, isn't it? That is what happens. And then it wasn't until like, much later on you think about it and you think, no, that's not what it is. Um... And it's the same with like now people do stuff or say things or act in a certain way that irritates me and it irritates me really quickly, but it's more on a sensory level. Um, but I know that it's not acceptable for me to ask them to shut up or even politely say, sorry, can you please just just slow down um, and just lower your voice a little bit? Because especially like at work, if someone starts screaming at me and I sort of go, OK, lower your voice. Just slow down what you're saying because they think that I'm then being rude because they're already agitated. So they think I'm patronizing them and that makes them more irate. And then I'm just thinking, well, that didn't work. So I guess I'm going to have to try a different tactic. And then my tactic is to go, do you want to shut up for a second, please? Um, and then obviously, you know, then I'm in more trouble. So like I've taught myself to to just walk away from it. Uh, to just not listen to it, to just distance myself, which can be seen as bad, I suppose. If someone's talking to me or having a go at me in particular, and I just walk away. Yeah. Um, that scene is bad. But I know that I'm kind of stuck and I'm not sure what to do. In certain situations, you just can. In certain situations, you know, someone when they're shouting, I win, I win, I win, you can just walk off. They think that you're a sore loser, but you can't hear them anymore. So you don't care what they think. At work, it's different because essentially people believe, you know, when you work in retail that you're paid 
to take their abuse. So, like, you're not really allowed to just walk off. But in yeah. my situation, I just walk off and I'm lucky because the people I work with know my situation. So they will take over for me um, and, you know, just ignore it and that kind of thing. And I, you know, it's that's just how it is. But there's certain things that trigger an autistic reaction in me, but I'm aware of the fact that I can't just go for what I need to naturally do because I do it. And sometimes I get annoyed because I think their natural reaction is to be angry, is to be irritating. I think that they're doing what they want to do naturally, but I'm not allowed to do what I want to do naturally because in the bigger picture or how it looks to everybody else is I'm the one that's wrong. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like they're allowed to scream and shout or behave childishly or do whatever, but I can't do what I naturally want to do because it'll be seen that I'm being unreasonable or, you know, whatever. Uh, so I've learned to just just walk away from it because even though that can be seen as bad in quite a few different situations, um, the alternative of what I want to do is is usually worse. So... Yeah, I think like that is uh, hiding my immediate reactions to stuff uh, in situations that I can't cope with. I don't know if you're the same, um, because I feel like the things that trigger me in those situations, you, you're far more tolerant to. Uh, the things that trigger you don't make any sense. <laughs> so for a lot of people, your reaction doesn't seem like it's... That's I think that's the issue with me is... I react to situations that are NT situations and my reaction is always seen as the bad one or I always hear all the time, you need retraining in customer service or you need to get that in checkmate or you need to learn to just like be, you know, graceful in defeat. I hear that a lot because my reactions seem like an actual like um, reaction to the situation. Like you can see why. It looks like if you look at it and you don't know I'm autistic and you don't understand my autism that my reaction is just uh, uh, the wrong reaction to a situation. Whereas yours, the things that trigger you and set you off, no one sees it coming because you just think, well, where's this come from? This is like out of nowhere. Yeah, We can't figure out what it is. So I don't know if this is one for you, but it's definitely one for me. Is um, I have to learn how to be NT in bad situations. I think that's one that I've always... I've always had to do is how to I think to myself while I'm fighting my natural reaction to a bad situation in my head I'm just like but how do NT people react to this I'm gonna have to fake what I need to vent here just for the sake of uh you know I don't cause myself any like long-term damage yeah um yeah I don't I don't really have that I don't get um wound up by things like that like I don't know. I don't... Stuff... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've seen how I am. I don't really get annoyed by people being a certain way towards me. Anything that winds me up is usually nothing to do with other people. It's usually something to do with me. Like, I would say I wind myself up more than other people wind me up. Mm. For sure. I don't... Yeah, people being angry or aggressive towards me isn't something that sets me off, really. I think um, I'm more the it's the other side of it with me is probably more when someone else is annoyed by something um, that's happened because of someone else. Or oh, I've now I've gone into too many people, but uh, a lot of the time, for example, if you came to me and said you were annoyed because this thing has happened, I have an issue with 
condemning that person without knowing everything around it and exploring options of why they might have been that way and I, I get it a lot I've had it a lot when I was younger of people would expect me to just be on their side and say oh yeah that's horrible for you but I'm quite I kind of make not make excuses for other people but I always want to know everything first like sometimes you'll come to me and say and this person said this and then I kind of go yeah but why did they say that? And do you know everything? And were, were you there when it happened? Like, I do that quite a lot. Yeah, yeah, I, I get what you mean. Um, when some people tell you their problems or the issues they're having, they expect you being their friend to take their side on it. Yeah. And just be with them and take everything they say as the truth. And that's that. Whereas for you, you're very factual. And you need to know all the details first. So, And then when you go, yeah, but what did you do first? <laughs> For a lot of people, that makes you think, yeah, but I'm on their side, so you shouldn't have like expected me to just agree with you just because you're telling me this. This doesn't sound like this is the whole story here. What really happened? <laughs> you're a bit like that, and all they want really is just for you to go, oh, that's awful, and just give them a bit of moral support and a bit of just agreeing with them. They don't want you to do anything. They just want to vent to you, you to take their side, tell them they're right so they can feel better and you you won't just do that. You never just do that. No, um, yeah. So I think I have that problem a lot because especially I remember with, with one friend who had like a messy breakup and she would tell me about the things that her ex-boyfriend had done and a lot of the time I'd go, yeah, but you did this so you're kind of both equally and it it caused a lot of problems and I have that issue I have that issue with friendships or close relationships because I'm not it's not that I'm not on that person's side or I've taken the enemy if you like side I never do that straight away but I do like to know everything first and I I do like to rationalize to I don't like to just jump on like a yeah you must be right because I like you sort of bandwagon or anything like that and I, I guess that's a well, it's a behavior that well, I don't know if it's right or wrong but I think it sometimes comes across wrong from me because it seems like I'm not being sympathetic or I haven't listened properly when it's not that it's just I really really don't like to take a side without knowing everything first if that makes sense yeah yeah i know what you mean but obviously for a lot of people they just want you to to just be on their side because you're their friend um but i wouldn't say that's yeah so that's the opposite i yeah yeah no i tend to just do what they want me to do so if they want me to agree with them i will in my head i might be thinking "Eh." Yeah, but you are a bit like that. Um, but I know I can't say it, so I don't say it because I know that if I say it, they'll just be like, oh, so what, you think I deserve it? And then you have to get into that whole conversation. Um, and that sometimes they end up being more angry with you than the person that they were angry with in the first place, so it's not worth it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm really factual, so I like to know sort of the facts around everything before I can make any sort of... I'm really bad at just jumping to a, making a snap decision. Mm. Um, mm. So I guess that's a behaviour that I haven't learnt because I I can't do it. I'm yeah. so bad at it, and I, I can never just say yeah you're right because I have to have to know that they're right before I can agree with them. At least I'm quite honest about it, I suppose. 
Yeah, yeah, I suppose that's a good thing. People come to you when they want an actual honest opinion on it. Um, they want to know what really they should do or what really has happened. Uh, they're not just there for, just tell me I'm right, because that's all <laughs> I'm looking for, I suppose. Uh, whereas some people are, and I guess you're not good at judging when they want that. Some people will say, honestly, do you think I was wrong? And then that's when they want the, what do you think happened? And then sometimes they're just like, oh, you'll never believe what this person did. Yeah. And then you know it's more of a, they just want you to agree with them because they don't care whether you think they're right or wrong. They just want someone to go, yeah, you're right. That's awful. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, you're not, you're not capable of that one, I suppose. Yes. Any others that you can think of? Because I remember last week when we did this episode, you said that you had something you I wanted did. to talk about in this episode. I did. You right. said you were going to write it down and I, you didn't. Yeah. You were hoping that in doing this episode, you'd remember up. what it was. And I'm assuming by your uh, sad tone you're now using, you haven't remembered what it was. I haven't remembered what it was. Um, I think, uh, to be honest, I think for NT and autistic people, I think... Th- kind of all of our behaviours are learnt based on the society and sort of culture that we live in anyway. Um, maybe not all of them, but a lot of them are based on that because I'm sure, like, as we've said, in sort of England, the culture is quite different to other places um, with the whole... We're very... Uh, what's the word? Like, you don't really put your opinion across too much yeah I mean um, we, we don't really say what we're really feeling a lot of the time yeah uh, it's very subliminal and there's a lot of um, like sarcasm as well and yeah and it takes a lot to say what we're really thinking there are those people I'm not saying everybody all English people are like that oh no there's like a not, consensus but... you do get the odd person that doesn't care uh, I know a couple of people that are like that. They're not bothered. Uh, they'll just say. Yeah. But there's a weird thing of some people just don't say what, how they're actually feeling and you don't find out till much later on that they were upset or something you did bothered them because at the time they they pretended like it was okay. Um, but really it wasn't. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's difficult, especially when you're someone who, especially like with me, I can't decide whether i don't notice if something i did was bad or good so if you're not telling me i won't know whereas there are a lot of people out there that will do something bad the person they did it to doesn't say anything but then later on they realize themselves it was wrong and then they say to them the other day when i said this sorry i realized it was quite offensive and they were like oh well actually yeah i was quite upset but i kind of figured you didn't mean it and they have those conversations i hear those conversations all the time but then in my head i do stuff they don't react normally i just think oh that was fine then uh, yeah. and then it's not till later on somebody else tells me and they go oh you really upset this person the other day and I'm just like well they didn't say anything are you sure yeah so I think um, I think in any society it's going to be different and behaviours of both uh, people on the spectrum and people not on the spectrum are going to be um, to do with the yeah the society that they've grown up in or live in so yeah it's it's kind of hard to pinpoint like particular learnt behaviours because everyone's behaviours are, are learnt um, really yeah. and yeah it's kind of like the people that go against the grain That's I think that's the main issue the people that don't follow the behaviours that are considered socially acceptable are the ones that are usually penalised and I guess unfortunately sometimes people on the spectrum fall into that bracket because they haven't behaved in 
what's considered acceptable, even though, you know, it might not be yeah. a bad thing. I mean, yeah, the reasons why a lot of us do it, I think, is just to fit in. It's just, uh, it, it just makes things easier. It just, it's less bumpy. Your life has less obstacles if you do it. So, I, you know, the reasons why is not because we want to, especially not for me. I don't do it because I want to or I really want to be like everyone else and I really want to blend in. I just know that on the occasions where I haven't done it, it's been horrific. So I just feel like I should do it because it's easier uh, in the long run for me just to behave like everybody else uh, in certain situations because in the occasions when I haven't done it, like I said, like previously in the past when I've done things that I'm now saying that I have learnt to do, it's never gone down well, but that's how we find out. And that's what I'm saying, like, with the whole, like, tutorial in the computer game thing is that you don't just find out because you know you're not supposed to. Um, I guess for a lot of neurotypical people, they just don't ever try this stuff first to figure it out. It's, they, they know not to. They can work it out. Whereas for me, it's all trial and error. Everything I've ever learned to do or any anti-behaviours I do do that I don't want to do, I do them because... Um, I know that in the past when I've attempted other methods, uh, it's it's not been well received and I don't want to go through that again. So I just think, oh, just do it because it's easier. Yeah. And to be honest, I think the what I had thought of last week, I think um, it might be something that actually ties in better to an episode that we're going to do soon about money. Mm. So we're, we're going to do an episode maybe next week maybe after but um about sort of money and how we feel yeah money um i don't know whether it goes it, it almost doesn't make sense or it i don't know we'll talk about it in the episode it will uh it will all become clear yeah because that was quite rambly sorry <laughs> <laughs> right so that's it for this week uh thanks everyone again for listening thank you everyone for listening um thanks for everybody that's emailed us facebook messaged us instagram where are we at twitter um it's all been good keep that going yeah join thank our group. you very much join the private group on facebook if follow you, us on instagram yeah if you want to uh just get yourself in there emailing us um william are back when we can like I say, we're not the fastest at responding, but we will respond. So if you have sent a message and you've still not heard anything, you will. Uh, it's just uh, I've got to make like gaps to get it in there. Um, so, I mean, you know, you, you guys are, that listen to this on the spectrum, you know what it's like when you say you'll text someone back. You mean to, but, you know, it, it just things get in the way. But I will do it. Uh, and like I say, just look for them Asperger's on any of the stuff we've just said. Pretty much every podcast app, whatever you're listening to us on, we're on all of them, almost. There's a couple we're not on. Some people have pointed out the ones we're not on, but I've never heard of them. So, um, But yeah, them Asperger's on Twitter, them Asperger's on Facebook, them Asperger's on Instagram, and the email is them Asperger's at gmail.com if you want to email us. Yeah, and um, if you think we're good, please share. <laughs> yeah, 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 put us about. Let put us, us about people. if you can, if you want to. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Bye.